Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, the digital revolutions in full swing. We're trying to understand what it's all about, where it's headed, where it's going, and what it means for all of us. And one of our favorite uh, big thinkers on this subject is Sean Emirati, who is a professor at the business school at Carnegie Mellon University. He helped found uh, the center there for helping big companies think like little companies, uh, move quickly. Sean is a venture capitalist. He's an author, a podcaster, and a triathlete. Sean, welcome back. Always great to have you. Thanks, Bob. It's always good to be here. I didn't miss anything in that intro, did I? Uh, no, and I'll Venmo you later. That was great. So <laughs> thanks for, for the kind words as always. That was awesome. Sure. So, Sean, I, I mentioned those things up front because you get to look at the world through a lot of interesting lenses, talk to different people and in uh, different ways. So I always think it is great to get sort of some of your big picture views on what's reverberating through all of those different um, sectors and channels and big brains that you get to talk to. So uh, Sean, what's top of mind today for you? Well, you know, and we've talked about this before, Bob, but like just when you think it can't get worse for the social media companies, uh, it gets worse for the social media companies, I would say. Uh, and, you know, I've been Reflecting a bit on the the Facebook uh, information that's been been coming out, and, and certainly uh, it looks like there's a lot of problems. There are a lot of opportunities to 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 improve that for kind of everybody, organization, the world at large, et cetera. But but one of the things that's become increasingly concerning to me is I'm hearing this narrative a lot which is like, see, this is the problem with big tech, right? Uh, big tech is evil, big tech is this, big tech is that. And I am not certainly going to defend Facebook because I think there are huge systemic problems there that are, that are probably um, in need of a dramatic change. And, and frankly, every time I think Okay, we've we've hit rock bottom. It's like they figure out a way to drill further into the rock and and look worse, right? So I, th I think it's a very fair comment to say, you know, maybe Facebook is evil in certain ways, and and but it's important to remember that like big tech is a lot bigger than social media, and part of my concern right now is that the enterprise tech companies, a lot of the cloud infrastructure company, a lot of these other players are sort of letting the narrative be driven by what's happening in ad supported social media, which is a, you know, is really, frankly, a, a small part of the overall ecosystem. And I, I just worry that if you fast forward two years, uh, there's going to be a lot of collateral damage there that that is is not good for the for the world at large, you know, it's been an awesome um, year for digital transformation uh kind of broadly and this as you said this digital revolution like a lot of physical problems have become digitized and and that's opened up a, a world of possibility uh we're all taking advantage of vac vaccinations today thanks to you know computational biology it just has a sort of relevant example of something that like it shows the sort of physical to digital and, and the ability to simulate it we talked uh, the last time I was on here about digital twinning and the supply chain, and certainly the supply chain is that you know at, at least as top of mind for the average American today as it was the last time we talked, and and you know hopefully people can use 
computer science and cloud computing to solve some of those problems with information. And so I just think there's this, there's this narrative challenge right now that's, that's a bit tricky. And that does not mean that social media isn't broken and need fixed. It, it does, but let's not pretend that what's happening at Facebook with you know teen depression and, and lots of other problems, let's not pretend that that is the same, like that is no more like what's happening you know, in your favorite kind of business model transformation inside of a large enterprise software company, then, you know, what happens in the automotive industry relates to what happens in pharmaceuticals. I mean, they're, they're just, you know, they are both businesses, but outside of that, like they're not the same kind of tech at all. And I just think this is important because we want to make sure that best and brightest of the world continue to go focus on these problems and other problems like, you know, technology plus climate, technology plus medical, right? And, and so we need to be really careful that we don't, uh, I think that we don't paint with too broad a brush there. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, I agree with you, um, especially when you think about the, uh, <clears throat> I keep having certain images of scenes in blazing saddles, but the, you know, the, the saviors who'd come riding into town to fix this would be uh, Congress. And um, Facebook might not score real well on, you know, trust and all, but uh, no matter how bad Facebook scores on that, I think they're probably more highly regarded or less lowly regarded than Congress. So um, I don't know that there's a great deal of um, confidence that, you know, these, these other people could come in and somehow try to fix this when they know nothing about it. And very often, I think they're uh, desire to sort of attack the big well-known thing with the deep pockets would have some of those adverse uh, you know aftershocks that you're talking about and I don't think they'd get those subtleties that you've described here um Sean you know I think about it I'm going to turn this around a little bit the other way right you started to take these things of you know big tech's bad and all that I was uh had a conversation earlier today with the head of SAP's uh global insurance business unit and he said a recent survey done of millennials showed that uh, I think it was about 2,000 respondents. They're talking about buying insurance and 36% of millennials said they would prefer to buy insurance from a technology company than from an insurance company because they know them, they trust them, they like to work with them. And I guess from their experiences with insurance companies, those experiences haven't been so good. So the technology industry, I think, is going to pull the insurance industry and others into these new directions that are going to help make them more successful. So to your point, you know, energy plus technology, medical plus technology, you know, life sciences plus all these different areas where there's so much potential. I would hate to see, as you expressed it so eloquently there, this sort of uh, ham-handed, you know, sweeping and probably quite damaging uh, short-term thinking without understanding what the real consequences are in the world that whether we like it or not, uh, like all parts of it or not, is being dominated by or heavily influenced by technology. Yeah, well, and I, I guess I would say it's right. Like, I think we should like it. Like, I, I think, like, it, it, I think you can hold both of these beliefs true and not have any challenge. Mm -hmm. Facebook is evil. Going to work for Facebook is a lot like going to work for Philip Morris 30 years ago. And enterprise technology is magical. 
the things that are happening as technology comes and helps these industries transform is a good thing. And, and we should do more of that. So we should do more energy tech. We should do more medical tech. We like, we should continue to invest in solving the world's problems using it. Like, I think you can hold both those beliefs true and, yeah. and not feel any tension there. And yet I'm just worried that more and more I'm hearing like, well, well, you know, big tech, this big tech, that I, I think your other point though, that's really interesting on that SAP comment is that, um, you know, m more and more companies I think are realizing that they need to be technology companies. You know, I, I saw a, an interesting comment by an analyst recently talking about Tesla, um, which is kind of a fun example of this. It's sort of an easy to comprehend example of this, right? He said, look, everybody who thinks Tesla is undervalued believes Tesla is a software company. Mm -hmm. Anybody who thinks Tesla is overvalued believes Tesla is an automaker. And in five years, we'll see who's right. And, and it's like, a, it's an easy way to wrap your head around this concept, right? And so you could say the same thing about insurance, right? You know, if you're looking at it, a lot of these, you know, new insure tech companies, if you look at them as, oh, they're going to bring the efficiency of, uh, um, you know, we're going to bring the efficiency of, you know, technology to this, this industry. We're going to make the experience of buying, managing, and utilizing the insurance policies that you're um, taking advantage of feel digitally native, you know, and all that comes along with that, right? That, then, then that's great. And, and that could be done by, you know, Google, or that could be done by one of these incumbents learning how to dance and, and transforming their business, or by partnership, like what you're seeing you know, Microsoft do in so many of these different spaces, right? So there's a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of uh, kind of different examples of this, right? Which I think, which I think is, is, is all, it's all good, but like an interesting kind of fun way to think about it is like, okay, how can you make these companies more software companies over the next, the next few years, because it makes the businesses run better. They have better gross margins. Consumers like it better because the experience is better when you start with this digitally native approach to it. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, that's fascinating. And uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So a couple things from uh, some earnings calls discussion that we've heard this week. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to many of the Alphabet quarterly calls, but the Alphabet CEO, Sundar Pichai, <clears throat> clearly, you know, brilliant guy, great leader and all that. But <clears throat> as a public speaker, he's not exactly captivating or riveting. I mean, that's not his job to be a public speaker. But I find that Pachai generally says on these earnings calls, the absolute minimum that, you know, can be said, he never strays outside the line or comes outside of it. So one analyst asked him on Tuesday, he said, uh, he said, data is such a big thing now. So big query he said has been such a driver behind Google Cloud's growth is, is this data thing, is that the big thing that's really made, you know, Google Cloud now in my estimation, they're by far the fastest growing of the big cloud companies. And Pachai went through some of the normal sort of standard boilerplate stuff. And then he said, but he said more than anything, he said above all, what's driving Google Cloud's growth is our focus on industry specific capabilities and applications. 
And he said, that's where the magic is. That's where we're really doing something. So it was so wild to hear him of all people say that, but even somebody who's reserved as he is in public comments, he couldn't hold back on that. So Sean, I, I just thought that was wild. And you see Google Cloud now more and more, they're helping these pharmaceutical companies become software pharmaceutical companies. And right. you know, just up and down the line, the car companies and so on. I, I think it's tremendous. Um, and especially coming from a company like that, they, uh, they've now got Google Cloud, I think uh, $5 billion in revenue for the last quarter. Their loss is uh, under 700 million. So I think they're gonna break even within the next 12 months or so. And the opportunities for this company to continue to go out and be sort of a front end evangelizer for this crossover from whatever industry you've been in, now meet us in the software field as well. And you'll be, um, maybe we can create a new name for this, Sean, make a software medical company. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And I think, I think it's, you know, it's great to see, I mean, we've been talking about this industry cloud for not just you and I, but like cloud wars has been, we, you and I have, but also cloud wars in general, right. Has been talking about this industry cloud for, for a while. I think you've done some really smart things kind of early on to, to talk about the ranking it and measuring it sort of like you did with the, the cloud wars overall. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, I think part of the thing that's interesting here is like, it's kind of like talking about, you know, email today. Like nobody thinks about, oh, like, are you an email business or not? You know, like I remember 25 years ago, like I I had a boss who literally like his admin printed out his emails. She gave it to him. He read them. Then he called her back in to dictate his answers. And then she typed that and then she sent the email, right? Uh, and then at some point, like those people either retired or learned how to stay digital the whole, the whole way through, right? And so like on this personal level, we've had this transformation on how we work where it's not like some people work analog, some people work digital. We all, we all work digital. John, that's a great point. I want to come back to that in a second. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A-game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A-game. Right, right, and I think, you know, it's this going to be the same thing in industry, right? Some it's not going to be like, well, some people take advantage of this industry cloud and some people don't. It's going to be everybody takes advantage of it. And those who don't either learn how to or do the equivalent of retiring, but it's a it's a much less pleasant uh, yeah. equivalent for what it's worth. Um, so, you know, you either sort of make that change or you're you're looking for uh, looking for work. Right. And so I, I think that's that's what you're going to see. And so it, it may not be even like the industry cloud thing in five years, it may just be, this is industry. Like, just like, it's not like that. Do you work digital or not? It's just like, so are you going to work or yeah. are you going to retire? You know? Yeah. Go, you know, do triathlons. Sure. Exactly. Right. Just go ride your bike. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. But, um, Sean, so along those lines too, one other, uh, just uh, underscoring your excellent point there was Microsoft also on the 26th released its its quarterly earnings. And um, for the first time, 
you know, uh, Satchdell included industry clouds as, you know, he does his opening remarks, he runs through their major businesses. And right there, I think it was almost like that in cleanup, fourth or fifth on the list was industry clouds. And the point he was making there was, this is something that the, the changes in the world require it, but we see this not as a separate thing. This is part of the overall Microsoft cloud and we're doing a lot of work to make it easy for our customers to take advantage of this along with other things and each piece builds on and enhances the other. So not seeing these as different worlds, like um, I know at least Oracle always tried to keep its, what they call their GBUs, general business units, separate from the rest of the business. And to your point there about, you know, we're not gonna call them industry clouds in a few years. I agree, I think that is gonna be the point at which somebody's gonna do this. Why would you Why would you say, no, no, I'll just take the generic one size fits all version instead of the things that's really specifically tailored to help me run my business more effectively. So it's gonna be a fascinating next couple of years. Right, and, and I think that's a great way to circle back to the point at the beginning, right? That's the fascinating next couple of years. The faster we can get there, the, the better for all involved, right? And so we just need to be very, very careful when we're taking shots at social media, which, which I'm not saying doesn't deserve the shots they're taking, to be clear, that if half of what's coming out about Facebook is true, there's big problems there that need to be addressed, right? And I see, I mean, you're, you're much more of a journalist than me, Bob, but this feels like a very credible way to roll this in. It doesn't feel like, you know, some shot in the dark group doing this. Like this feels like a credible consortium of people coming out with this information. So, you know, from, from my perspective, I think that's all good, but that's not this. And let's not, let's not compare those two things because they're, they're different and, and we need to be pouring fuel onto this, you know, industry digital transformation here. Yeah. Well, Sean, just as you know, we're, we're, we're winding down here. I want to say, um, you've been one of your points you're making today is let's be careful how we describe things and sort of how we you know yeah. lump things together i love you sean we've been good friends for almost a quarter century but if you ever call me a journalist again he said we're you okay. and i have big <laughs> All right. All right. my apologies yeah, my apologies but my point is you're more of a journalist i think is what i said bob but you know so it's even worse no 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 more more of as in like I trust your evaluation of the journalism than, than my own, but as an outsider, it feels, but all right, fair enough. Anyways, we won't make that mistake again. Social media companies, journalists, Congress, I mean, woo. Talk okay. About, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, but Sean, it's uh, it, I, I get some really um, lovely notes from people today, you know, working in, in these fields of what they do. And they're just saying, wow, I really enjoyed reading about this and that. And I just say back to them, can you imagine, you know, what this is like for me? I get to be, to, to watch and talk about, you know, this extraordinary things going on in the world. So it really is like, you know, a dream job for me, watching these things happen and the capabilities, the opportunities, the possibilities, the potential. And I think more and more the right way that some of these, the leading companies are thinking about it, it isn't just. I'm trying to do what I did in the past a little bit better. They're thinking about totally new things. Right. And they're seeing past that notion of, if I do more of this, I'll make more money. Nothing wrong with that. But they're seeing, I make more money. I'm going to help make the world a better place. I'm going to help, you know, create more opportunities for people. I'm going to help 
you know, raise standards of living. And to me, that that whole big picture, that your point about the tech industry has been an incredibly powerful, positive force in that direction. Uh, I hope that goes on for a long, long time. Yeah, that's well said, man. That's awesome. Well, Sean, uh, it's always a pleasure with you, except for the journalists. <laughs> and, uh, look forward very much to seeing you again soon. You got to tell us, I always want to check out a race coming up. I actually just raced this past weekend. I did uh, the half Ironman in, in Waco, which was hot and hard, but but finished. And I uh, was, was happy to get across the line. So it's good. But it should be hard, right? You know, it's, it's a tin foil, man. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. Sean, thanks a bunch. It was great to see you. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Thanks, Bob. Folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope uh, as we start to swing in the holiday season, good things are happening for everybody. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you soon.